0: championships are won in the fall teams are formed in the summer but the hard work is put in during the spring spring practice begins early next week for the panthers and they'll be looking to elevate their defense while looking for any kind of answer on offense we discuss that and more on this week's hail to pit podcast
1: about finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. one a game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world Hail to Pit! Hail to Pit! This is the week of February 29th. And this is the Hail to Pit podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Vince.
0: And I'm Pam.
1: And just when we thought Jeff Cable was building a decent program back from the depths of hell, we learned that really what he what he's taken over is a ship that was formerly full of rats. Gross. Kevin Stallings attacking the Pit football team. What the hell's going on? We're gonna to try to make some sense of this. I, I really, honestly don't know where to begin. Pam, please help me on this episode. You're back, and I need your help. I can't make any sense of this. A former terrible basketball coach getting our football team in trouble, and I'm just trying to root for my Panthers.
0: Yeah, this may be beyond my comprehension to what happened in this in this situation. This is.
1: Just all sorts of wrong and bizarre, and really not not that concerning, is it? Is it, Vince? At least tell me that it's not something to worry about. Just shake my head yeah. out and scoff. I don't I don't think it's anything to worry about, but it, it is rather bizarre. Rats, terrible rats, but they're gone. At least I don't know. Would you is, see? This is what I I feel weird. I I love the Pete. I love I love Oakland. But, you know, you ever, like, if if someone told you you're going to move into a house and they're like, yeah, rats used to be here, but we got rid of them all, how would you feel, Vince?
2: Yeah, that's, that's bad real estate. Uh, you may need to bring in an exterminator or a cleaner. As yeah.
1: Capel, the cleaner, is here, so I'm not worried, <laughs> baby. You killed my brother, you dirty rat. Kevin Stallings, Good Riddance hot we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Regarding the P.I.T.T pit panthers today on the hill to pit podcast at h2p show on twitter is where you can follow us you could call into the voicemail 412-407-3387 email us hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com and of course you'll see us hail to pit podcast on all sorts of stuff like reddit panther lair we're talking pit panthers everywhere on the piternet with you and we appreciate any feedback you give us this show is brought to you by good people not rats not rats like Kevin Stallings. You killed my brother, you dirty rat. <laughs> this show's brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, a, a good place to go on the internet and, and find yourself a quality friend in the podcasting world. A personal producer at prettyeasypodcasts.com. Get your podcast started today. You want to do any kind of show, a sports show, a show about dirty, disgusting rats, you're an exterminator and you want to do an extermination podcast, go to pretty dot violations, Pam. There's so many you want to go over all these.
0: Um, not really. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of depressing. I mean, it was, it, once you saw the headline, like they would, they were going to be I guess, charged or, you know, whatever, by the NCAA, I got extremely worried because I do not like it when schools cheat. But these violations are, (laughs) even to me, a very moral individual when it comes to college sports. I even thought these were a bunch of baloney.
1: I mean, I can't believe (laughs) we had all these coaches at practice, Vince. I'm ashamed of this program.
2: Yeah, (laughs) for For Pam, this is like staying up past ten o'clock on, on a weeknight. This is, you know, it, it's it's bad, but it's really not that bad. Um, yeah, it, the, we'll the get football team, the football team hasn't hasn't been charged with anything of the sort uh, since nineteen ninety three, from from what I saw. Uh, a three year probation. Um, Narduzzi is going to have to miss a couple practices in August. Uh, They're going to lose eight hours of athletic activity. Interested to see what that is. Uh, A couple quality control coaches are going to have to miss uh, three days of practice. They're going to be fined $5,000 cash um, all for just, you know, some extra practice coaches at practice.
1: This is such nonsense. And what a, Stinky. So what exactly happened here was Kevin Stallings got caught for doing whatever he did with hoops, and then he just pointed the finger over at football and said, well, look what they're doing. Is that what went down exactly? Kind
2: of. So uh, Kevin Stallings was, you know, had similar actions uh, with extra coaches, and this was during his bad times whenever uh, this he was on a basically a sinking ship. And, and Pitt administration wanted to get rid of this guy, and they were kind of looking for some things to kind of justfully fire him. And he kind of said, The way I'm reading this is if he's going down, he was going to take everybody down with him. So, uh, wait,
0: they needed other reasons than going over that, in the AC. Well, they were trying to hire. get rid of
2: his buyout, is, is kind of what I'm talking about. If here. you go
0: over in the ACC, you can't get rid of someone. Well, they buyer. can,
1: but they did. They didn't want to pay out the rest of his contract. You dirty right. rat! Well, I, that should. You know, we need to put clauses in there. Then Pam, you're right. If you go Ofer in your conference, you don't get a buyout. That should be Correct. part. That's of my it. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should in be a fact, part of any he, contract. He, he should have to pay back
2: all that money that yeah. they paid him.
1: <laughs> and then he and he snitches, snitching on football. I mean. Gosh, this is just like, this is so petty and lame. And, ah, I mean, I've never had a really hard feelings against Kevin Stallings for being a terrible coach and, you know, (laughs) ruining pit basketball, even as, you know, I really never, I just thought he's, uh, he's just not a good coach. And, you know, he was lame duck, came in, you know, that's just, it was moving into the ACC, all kinds of excuses for the guy for why he didn't succeed. But now he's a true villain. Uh, an all-time villain for Pitt Athletics to me. I will I will be constructing a Kevin Stallings dartboard, and for the eight hours of athletic activities that football cannot uh, have, they could come hang out with us. We're going to be at Norty's, and we're going to put a Kevin Stallings <laughs> dartboard up. And if you want to just hang out and uh, waste those hours with your fellow Pitt students, we'll be at Nordys downstairs at the Student Union. Uh, And uh, we'll have a good time. We'll make up those hours. Maybe we'll we'll also go over some playbooks. Is it illegal for students to help out the football team, Vince? If if the coaches can't, can I? Maybe we should put together a touch football game as a mock practice. Is that illegal? Does that Pam is that kosher with NCAA rules?
0: I'm not. I'm gonna say let's not do that. (laughs) just let's just be extra we're on probation now we gotta be extra cautious like it's not no extra cream cheese on bagels
1: no No. thank god
0: (laughs) no nothing like that um but correct me if i'm wrong the basketball team got hit a little harder than the football team right and the violations were, I guess, deemed a little more severe because of the the video. From what I read, the video of the extra coaches at practice for Kevin Stallings. Then he deleted the video as well to try and hide it. From my understanding, from an article I read about this situation.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think that's accurate, and
0: <laughs> but luckily, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway with all this is there's no reduction in squ- scholarships or anything along yeah, those lines.
1: There's really nothing. No uh, postseason uh, ban. Nothing. nothing yeah.
0: Serious. And honestly, the
2: worst thing that that happened is probably that uh, local media uh, that loves to just pounce on Pitt anytime you know something bad happens. Uh, there were a lot of those people chirping about this. Uh, and probably in the grand scheme of things, that's probably the worst thing that
1: happened. <laughs> oh God, it's, and it's still not com- even that bad. Compare these violations to, Oh, I don't know some other school in the middle of the state. And it's laughable. Uh, these yeah. are, these are silly, silly violations. And you know, in, in the NCAA where, I mean, the rules are just so goofy. I mean, these uh, you could argue that these shouldn't even be rules, extra practices, extra people on staff. What a joke. The thing I'm concerned with is that there's a there was an actual rat person coaching our basketball team for all those years.
0: You killed my brother, <laughs> you dirty rat! I
1: always mm. thought he looked more like Frankenstein, Kevin Stallings, but he's a rat man. Uh, spring practice beginning next week. Let's talk about the positive. Uh, I'm I'm excited for spring practice to start. Keeping an eye on players' development, Vince. This is this is where it, the 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 work. For the 2020 season begins
0: yeah and Vince remind us what freshmen have enrolled early do you know
1: yeah yeah there are uh there are several freshmen
2: uh and newcomers I, I should say that are that are enrolling early um with, yeah
0: I guess some transfers
2: yeah, yeah uh there's a couple uh Jordan Addison Israel Bonaconda uh the uh uh Kroll the tight end from Florida um Joey Yellen from Arizona State, uh, so there's several guys uh, to to take a look at here. New guys, as well as you know, a lot of redshirt freshmen uh, guys that didn't play last year. They're going to be getting involved, so I, I'm I'm excited to see who's participating in these practices. You know, a lot of times when uh, guys are injured, they'll be held out of these things. Uh, but this is a good opportunity, Alan, to get some work done and kind of build upon. Uh, some of the stuff that was lacking uh, last year.
1: Oh, and yeah, and also just to hear about guys who get in there early. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm hyped for the style bender, Botaconda getting in there. I'm, I don't know. I feel like he could be a special player, Vince. That's one player I'm definitely going to be reading about. Any kind of details that come out from spring practices and how he's looking, what kind of reps he's getting, who he's who he's practicing with as well. Those are things you that you know you want to keep an eye on. I, I'm really hyped to see him. Uh, Competing out there I, I mean, on offense, like we've been saying, a lot of spots, a lot of available playing time come week one against Miami of Ohio.
2: Yeah, I, I like what you said about a Uh, you know, the style bender, he's going to come in here. He is going to have a, a real opportunity, in my opinion, to you know take this uh, backfield uh, by storm because. As good as Vincent Davis was at times, he was just he he didn't have the the consistency I guess that was good enough for the coaches, and that he was not in there all the time. Uh, You know, guys like AJ Davis and Todd Sibley, you know, they had their moments, but just overall not getting it done. We talked about it at length. You could go back into the archives and look at it, listen to it about how we just said there wasn't a commitment to the run. Offensive line wasn't great at times. But, you know, at the end of the day, none of these running backs really, really was able to you know, take the reins
1: of the backfield. And I'm hoping that the style bender could come in here and do that. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see the youngsters get in there. And, and we also I mean, keep an eye on on how the quarterbacks behind Kenny Pickett look right. I mean, we're going to we start paying those guys some attention because there will be, uh, you know, a, a quarterback Playing for Pitt one day that isn't Kenny Pickett, and if you know, there's something <laughs> unfortunate that happens to them in the season, you never know. And also, there is some promise there. With we got the Arizona State transfer kid, right, and then you got Patty. You want to keep an eye on, and then don't don't forget sure. Bevel.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. You got three guys there that are just uh, really going to be going at it uh, to try to you know be the next uh, uh, Kenny Pickett, and I would say. You know, probably one of those guys is going to transfer next season. I'll, I'll say that. I, Joey Allen I
1: double transfer.
2: Yeah, I think it's possible. Really? I'm not saying it's going to be him. I'm just saying that I don't think one of those guys will be on this roster next next year. You know that? Uh, I think that, we'll,
1: that's the beauty of being a college quarterback. Now, I would kind of want to do that. Play. It would be so fun to go to three different colleges. I mean, it, it's possible. I mean, you know. Uh,
0: the NCAA is also looking at the transfer rules as well yes, right now. Are. But they're not going to get their act together in such a short period of time.
1: <laughs> you, I see on our rundown here, Pam, the, the question, what answers do we want in these spring practices? What answers can we possibly get in spring practice?
0: Well, the one answer I want to know is Lucas Kroll going to be a – more serviceable tight end for the first time in years for the Pitt Panthers. That's the guy that I'm watching and I want to see those answers. Like
2: one that could catch the ball.
0: One that can catch the ball. Um, We've heard that Whipple likes to use tight ends a lot in his offense. We heard uh, that a lot going into last season. We were not able to see that because of the production and quality of play out of that position last year. Um, from everything I read, Kenny Pickett and Krul, Lucas Kroll have really developed a relationship, um, and Pickett's really helped him ever since he stepped foot on campus. So um, that's, I want to see that. And I want to see, as a result, does the Whipple offense actually able to feature a tight end?
1: Oh, well, I mean, I don't know if we're getting those answers till till the season starts, Pam, because no,
0: but they could a be. Way to see yeah, it.
1: those guys could end up being looking like studs all spring, which we've seen, and then, you know, oh, you got big guys, good size, good speed, and then they get to the season they just drop balls all, all season long. Like, never learn how to catch a ball. But then they go into, like, a senior bowl, and they look great. I don't know what the hell's going on with pit tight ends the last handful of years. Oh, what about Keyshawn Camp? I want to see if he's moving around, too. Don't don't we want to see some of the guys that were banged up last year out there running around? They should be out there in the yes. spring, right?
0: Uh, it, I don't know. If necessarily. yeah,
1: Camp and I, Weaver. I'm I'm not sure if we're going to see
2: either of those guys in the spring. And Alan, I, I mean, you played the position, so you could tell us. I I don't really think it's that necessary to see them. Uh, this early in the spring, because I think, you know, come the fall, it's, it's going to be telling those guys to go get the quarterback.
1: Yeah, I just want to I'm just hoping those guys are at least out there doing jumping jacks, maybe run, <laughs> I mean, maybe they might, yeah. running a little bit, doing Cariocas. some karaoke. Yep, exactly. That's what I want to see. That's that'll that'll just put my my heart at ease a little bit, knowing that those guys are healthy, hopefully, and feeling better after I mean. Can, what the hell kind of defense would Pitt have had if they had those two guys all season last year? My well, that's God what
2: we're, that's what we're we're waiting to see this fall. Uh, just you know just rolling out you know one one good uh, defensive lineman after another. I uh, just can't wait to see that group. Um, but for uh, for the spring here, one group I'm interested in seeing is this offensive line. Um, I think they made some steps forward last year played a lot of young guys, a lot of first timers still not there yet. I'm interested just to see who's running with uh, appears to be running with the first team, who appears to be running with the second team, uh, cuz they've got they got to get this group better. They got to get this straightened out. Uh, I'm not saying that we got to have the final group uh, at the end of the spring, but I think it's critical we we'll see how these guys are progressing uh going into the fall.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the offensive line, I think, at the end of the season started cleaning up their act a little bit. So we'll see how they progress. And then, of course, new strength and conditioning programs for Pitt, new staff. So that also will be something to keep an eye on. The mass, the girth, who's pushing metal hardest this summer and the spring. And it all begins next week. I can't wait just to speculate on, you know, people putting morsels on Panther Lair and then us just taking them for entire episodes talking about something someone may have seen at, at practice. I'm excited for yeah. it, Pam. That's the best.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, I, that's one way to describe it. <laughs>
1: that's the thing. You
2: know, we're going to see this, uh, you know, this spring game. That's really the, the only uh, visibility we're most likely going to see. Um, and that's coming up on April 11th. But the unfortunate part is that, you know, in the past, this, uh, the, the, the format for the spring game has been this draft, and and you know I'm all for a good draft, but this draft has not been uh, I think good for the quality of the game. Just mixing up players, uh, and it's hard to really gain anything out of it. I think Narduzzi likes that, but uh, for us fans that are are trying to see what you know th- these units may look like, uh, it doesn't do us any good.
1: No, yeah, I want to see the actual guys that the coaches are thinking about playing on first team, second team out there with their units. I also, here's a suggestion. I'll put this out there early before spring game. What if you played under XFL rules? What do you think about that? You want the quality of the play, the, the game to be quick. You go with that cool new kickoff they got, and then you finish it with that crazy shootout overtime they have.
2: I think it would be excellent for the fans. I'm not quite sure how much the, the team would gain, gain
1: out of doing it's something football. like that. It's football. It, it, it is,
2: yeah. And
1: it's it's played in the spring, too. So it, it would kind of fit. It would. That's just a suggestion, Coach, if you're listening. Uh, but there's your uh, football. We got anything left on football before we get to hoops? They're currently getting spanked by Syracuse as we record this podcast live on tape. Um you want to you want, want to talk about this team at all, Pam, because they look pretty bad right now.
0: Very quickly. Um before we we were set to record, I was informed that Pitt was a favorite in this game actually <laughs> coming in. <laughs> yeah. And I said, "Oh, they're going to lose by 20 because anytime they're a favorite, they'll lose by 20, especially at home. That's what happened against Clemson." And we watched the first half and it was it was just putting me to sleep. This this team has just we talked just a few weeks ago about them not hitting that wall. They hit it, they ran right into it, and they've fallen over, and they cannot get up. I, check, I just checked the ACC standings to see how bad they are. And, I mean, there's an outside chance that they could drop to last. I don't think they will. I think yeah. North Carolina may have wrapped that position up there.
2: Yeah, and, Alan, you know, we had talked about last week how, you know, this team – yeah, they look like they're better, but at the end of the day, we got to see some wins and losses. And if they don't produce any more wins the rest of the season, I think they will only have one more win than they did last year. I guess it's improvement, but how much improvement is that really? I mean, in- if if that's where it ends up, you know, it, it in a down year for the ACC, maybe that's a little disappointing.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The ACC's historically bad this year.
1: And we had all kinds of hope at just a couple of weeks ago talking about moving in the right direction. This is just this is a, a brutal wall they've hit. And I don't know if the players are looking ahead to spring break coming up in a couple weeks or what, but my goodness, this is hard to watch now because it almost looks like they have no fight and gas left at all. They're at That's home okay. tonight just getting absolutely demolished by it. not a great team.
0: A rival, too. The, the,
1: the, it's, it's a waffle stomping, Allen. It's a molly whopping. It's bad. And I yeah, don't want to even look over at the screen anymore, actually. I'm going to turn.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's,
1: you know, at the beginning of the
2: season, it, it, at the beginning of the ACC play, you know, they were up and down. Yeah, they were, you know, didn't look great at times, but, you know, at least they were winning a couple games here and there. You know, win one, lose one. Uh, But then it's like, you know, they're it's like they got a 40 pound costume on. And then the next thing you know, they're getting knocked out. I mean, it's it's
1: it's not not good. No, not at all. And, you know, it's really bad uh, because, you know, who I just saw was in the game, Anthony Starzinski. That's how you know that (laughs) it's not going right. And there's still like six Uh. minutes left in this game. Well, he
2: started the game, Alan. Uh, so uh, he started as a, as a senior. Yeah, they
0: started he, the seniors, uh, which I loved. They took him right out. That's it. Uh, that's I loved it. It was great.
1: This is this isn't yeah. this isn't Rudy. He started this game. I guess I turned it off right after tip. They must have ripped him right out of there right away. <laughs> yeah, well, tip the ball off. Just... Win the win the tip. Throw it out of bounds, and let's make a substitution.
2: Yeah, and, and sp- speaking of which, uh, Kenny Chukwuka and Samson George. Oh, this is uh, sad. Th- these guys are going to be moving on uh, fr- from the team. And to me, this is more just capable, just trying to clean house yeah. and get some, get I some like better Chukwuka players Wuka, in
1: here. Yeah, I uh, like Chukwuka, I hit- though. I was hoping w- get healthy, and we'd have a big Swede to look forward to next year, giving some valuable minutes late in games, playing some D and getting rebounds. Yeah, so you know Terrell Brown
2: is the last remaining Kevin Stallings player. Uh, I hope he didn't rat out anybody. You um, killed
0: my brother, you dirty rat.
2: So and and he he's been one that we talked about last year, just was or last week, excuse me, just just disappointing this year and just hasn't shown the the growth uh, that he needs to. And you know we'll be we'll be talking about it in the future. But you know they got three freshmen coming in that are, you know, post players. And you got to think that these guys should be given every opportunity possible uh, to not just crack that starting lineup, but play valuable minutes down there at the four and five position. And you also got to think that, you know, a a transfer, a graduate transfer, something like that has also got to be in play here because this team needs to get, uh, ACC caliber players in here quickly.
1: And depth. Most importantly, depth cannot be going this late into the season with just a couple of guys playing all game long. Obviously you see it reflected in what's happened the last two weeks. They have no gas left. They're at home. Final game in the zoo this year and just getting shellacked by Syracuse. Um, finishing off the season, NC State and Georgia Tech. But uh, Hopefully pull – definitely beat Georgia Tech, hopefully. And uh, we'll see about NC State, finish this thing off. Is NIT even a possibility, Pam?
0: I don't think so. I think we're looking at, what, the CBI again, potentially. If that. If that. Yeah. The NIT tends to – I think they're going to take some – they always take a lot of mid-majors, too. True. There's going to be more mid-majors than the NCAA, so then you got some bigger names being left out as well. So the NIT may take those. That well, it's not going to make the NIT. I'll tell think you. Think about that how
2: now. many. You know, the ACC is only going to take, only going to get probably five. four or five teams in the NCAA tournament right now at most. And think about how many ACC teams are ahead of Pitt right now. Right. Uh, you know, all those teams are going to be. Uh, almost all of them eligible for the NIT, you know, instead. So yeah, it it doesn't look good for any postseason play. Yeah. You know, everybody wants those extra practices and and game situations as an opportunity to get better. But I'll tell you this every day is an opportunity to get better. Uh, And it's uh, in a blessing at that. So you got to think that maybe, you know, it's, it may be best for just the season to end. And then, you know, so they could, they can move on.
1: Yeah, and, and yeah, focus on finals coming up too. Those are going to be really important for some of these guys. Carry momentum into the next season. Let's talk momentum though. Women's basketball, two two opportunities here, Pam, to uh maybe get some more ACC victories under the belt. Lance White, at least in, in to the media, has been talking all, all of his young players up a lot. Really proud of what they've done. He's he's been saying this year. It hasn't been reflected in the wind column, but we've talked about it all year would be a lot of growing pains for pit women's hoops.
0: Yeah. And with the pit women's team, your younger players have been playing better all year long, which is what you want to see. You're able to point and say, okay, these are our building blocks going into next year. Um, Day Harris, Amber Brown. Those are two people you can build a build around. Um, Virginia is a pretty solid team in the ACC. Miami is towards the bottom, like Pitt is, so maybe they can grab a win there. But um, the women's conference tournaments start oh usually the week earlier than the men. So um, the ACC women's basketball tournament will be starting around March third, um, and you know it, it it'll be a competitive tournament nonetheless even though pip will probably see an early exit and
1: just for we don't often compare uh because it's not doesn't make a lot of you know a sense but it is kind of parallel how you know you're you've been looking for a lot of young young younger player development throughout the season for both the men's team and the women's team and i would say um it's it's kind of the same story isn't it you got Really, I mean, I'm excited for Chimpeni and Tony going forward. Pitt men's hoops with the, you know, Johnson and McGowan. They, they've got, I think, more, more bullets in it, loaded, ready to go. Hopefully next year. Uh, but Pitt women's hoops also is showing some promise with the youth movement in the program. Both and- trying to bounce back from bad situations inherited by these coaches.
0: Yeah, and as well as Champagne has done, he can go really cold in certain games as well. Um, so, like it's tonight, to see, yeah, it's good to see Brown and Harris consistently get um, those numbers on the boards as well. Very complete players.
1: There you go. That's uh, hoops, and uh, it's not a fun state of affairs at all. And it's raining out, so it just feels extra crappy. Uh, at least uh, this evening, that Pitt's getting spanked by Syracuse. Let's talk about some good Pitt athletics, though. Wrestling! Vince beat Virginia Tech to finish off the regular season and uh, headed off hosting ACC Tournament Action. And we talked a little bit about it last year. There is a lot to look forward to for Pitt, for Pitt wrestling.
2: Yeah, Pitt, they, uh, you know, they upset the number seven ranked Virginia Tech Hokies, eighteen to thirteen. Pitts moving up to number eight in the entire country. Uh, I, I believe that's according to the Associated Press. Um, and uh, you know this this victory over Virginia Tech, who, who's one of the top squads, uh, this was highlighted by a victory by the Italian Dream, Nino Bonacorsi. He upset the number two ranked Hunter Bolin. Uh, at, in the 184-pound weight class, Alan, uh, th- this was a this was a major upset, uh, not just for the team but for Nino. And uh, given this team's the big momentum going into the ACC Championships,
1: epic, epic, epic victory for Nino Bonacorsi. Maybe because we build him up and talked him up last week, Vince. We said keep an eye out. Beats number two ranked in the in the country at 184. How'd our big boy do though? Demetrius Thomas, Demetrius Thomas, yeah, uh, uh,
2: number ten ranked in the country. Demetrius Thomas, he he won a a majority decision um, over uh, uh, John Borst, uh, who who is the number eighteen ranked heavyweight, two hundred eighty five pounds. So another big win for Demetrius Thomas, Uh, and you know a lot of these uh, pit players, you know they're 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 ranked here. Uh, Mickey Filippi. Uh, for for Pitt, he's ranked number five at 133 pounds. Now uh, he defeated a, a top 25 guy and uh, Colin Girardi, uh, so that that's huge uh, for for Pitt. And and it looks like they're going to be making some noise in this uh, ACC tournament. You know, if they were able now that they're able to beat Virginia Tech, I think it's anybody's match. Kind of whenever it comes to to the ACCs, and then we'll see uh, where, where they end up in the national championship.
1: Yep, Pitt's definitely capable of of beating anybody on the mat, and it's crazy because the ACC tournament will be as competitive as it is national. It basically, is it, I mean, talk about going through the ringer, star-studded opposite of hoops. The ACC in wrestling, and we'll be following it all through now into March, and uh, hopefully they keep uh, they keep mat control. Vince keeps some yeah. mat mat control. And uh, yeah, definitely, of course, Nino Bonacorzi, one to keep an eye on. I mean, just flying up the ranks, super fun to watch. Um, there we go. Pit Athletics currently. And uh, now we can talk about what you're talking about. Let's go and hit up the Pitternet real quick. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh,
2: internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. We're a good door football team. I'm
1: proud of these guys. We're gonna go to the Pitternet, and actually we rarely, Pam, I don't think if ever have talked about a public figure talking on the Pitternet, have we?
0: No, this is someone with a blue what? check mark, right?
1: Yeah. If that's what you want to consider. Right? I'd well, say I some mean,
0: of
2: those people on Panther there are public figures. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they are, I guess. Uh, technically. Someone
0: with a blue check mark. There you Let's... go. The,
1: Paul Zeiss does have a blue check mark. And uh, we've got, he had some interesting reactions to the NCAA violations on Twitter, at Paul Zeiss, quote, NCAA, quote, have the FBI put your assistants in jail, get caught on wiretaps, arranging $50,000 $50, payments, and make up fake classes. Well, that's okay. Wait, you had a couple of non-coaches feeding basketballs to post players at practice? Off with your head. And he said, best part of this whole nonsense, the athletic department was looking to catch the basketball program with their hand in the cookie jar. You mentioned that, Vince. And the basketball coaches said, F that, we're going down and taking football with us. You know, I don't know if it, I don't always agree with this gentleman, this sports media figure in the city. But I got to say, he kind of nailed it on that last point, especially there, Vince.
2: Yeah, he can... Uh... I, I'm with you, Alan. I don't always agree with him, but here he brought a lot of common sense and saying what you know a lot of people might be afraid to say. Uh, so I, I respect him for that, and I think he's dead on here.
1: So that actually li- leads me to—I know Pam, you're—you're—we got—we've got a very high character on this show. We try to maintain a moral standard, but what about what? What do we do? We got to get Kevin Stallings in a steel cage with Pat Narduzzi for just five minutes. We gotta get Pat Narduzzi a shot at Kevin Stallings for all this, don't we?
0: Um, I mean, maybe, maybe it's a dark match, one that no one can see. Yeah, not not, not on TV.
2: <laughs> well, you know, Alan, I'm thinking maybe it should be a lumberjack match, and you have all those extra coaches surrounding the.
1: <laughs> yeah, the NCAA violation match. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're saying on the Piternet a little bit about these violations. A lot of people talking about rats, which was fun. Uh, but we wanted to pull out some common sense there from Mr. Paul Zeiss. I called into his radio show one time. It was an excellent conversation. Uh, maybe one day he'll call into this podcast to do, return the favor, Pam. Would you like to t- ask him a few questions? We could reach out.
0: Yeah, uh, if he has more excellent comments about the hypocrisy of the NCAA, we'd love to hear that.
1: I, I could talk about that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might we might have to as uh, you know as more and more yeah. <laughs> more and more stuff comes out, and, and then as more and more states start changing their rules about how college athletes get get uh, treated. Uh, before we right off into the sunset and talk some uh, college basketball at large. Let's see what they're talking about at the bars and the restaurants and the street corners and the barbershops around town. Here we go, Vince. I mean, they're going to be talking about, what, rats? Are they going to be talking about pit wrestling? What do you think they're talking about around town?
2: Uh, this Kevin Stallings thing has a lot of people just you know turned on their heads. They're just very upset. All
1: right, let's see what's happening. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. time to find out what the answers are saying.
2: You see how Kevin Stallings ratted out Narduzzi. Yeah, he didn't even do nothing.
1: Yeah, that Stallings is horrible. I, I even heard he was responsible for getting rid of the logjammer in that.
2: Yep, yeah, yep,
1: yeah, you're right. You know, he, he even caused that racks to close down in Murraysville. That's horrible. This guy, was he? Was that? Wait, Rax? Was that where the hills used to be over there? No, no, you jack off. That's where Ames was. Oh, hell to pit. So
2: that's what the insers are saying. B- bottom line is that you know these these. uh, <laughs> violations really aren't that big of a deal, but but that still doesn't mean Kevin Stalin should be excused uh for, for what he did here. Just absolutely ridiculous. Ugh. Uh but I, I say we gotta move on I'm so, past
1: this. I'm so pissed off about that. The only thing that could calm me down is I don't know, like an icy or a or a popcorn from hills. <laughs> yeah, it, it's or maybe a rax roast beef. Um but slushy.
2: Yeah. But to move on, we you know, we got to talk about uh some college basketball. Last week we talked about the men's college basketball and their uh like top sixteen reveal. Uh this week we're gonna talk about the women's. Uh they've been they started the trend of revealing this top 16 That's damn right. uh, for the tournament. Uh their most recent one that I have here is a February 2nd, Pam. Uh so let's talk about. Uh, Those rankings, as well as uh, the most recent ones for the Associated Press.
0: Yeah. um, In the past, the women's college basketball has done a few rankings throughout the year. From what I can see, they were only going to do this February 2nd ranking. And a lot has actually changed, even in the past 48 hours from this ranking. Um, For Everyone's familiar with Joe Lenardi, the men's bracketologist. Charlie Cream is the women's bracketologist always up to date one thing that hasn't changed since february 2nd is south carolina is a top of the list south carolina is a powerhouse this year and they are beating everyone in their path um baylor is also top of the list as well right now charlie cream has south carolina baylor oregon lots of hype surrounding sabrina and if you have not seen this woman play turn on an Oregon women's basketball game and watch her. She is the real deal. She'll be the number one pick going to the New York Liberty come the WNBA draft in April. She is the real deal. Yeah,
2: Yeah. she is the best college basketball player this year, regardless of what chromosomes you may or may not possess. Uh, She she is the best, bar none, men or women. Uh, If you were going to watch one college basketball player, This year, Sabrina Inescu is the one you got to watch. It's
0: in the past few years. Um, So we have those three are the top three seeds that kind of are no-brainers. And this fourth number one seed has fluctuated a lot so far. Right now, Charlie Cream has Maryland, who has been playing their best basketball at the best time right now um, as well. Louisville was up there, but they've had some – rough losses. NC State was up there, but they have dropped dramatically. As of now, um, they may not even get a three seed um, if we're looking specifically at ACC play there. NC State is falling dramatically. Um, Stanford's up there. They lost to Oregon the other night, but Sabrina Onescu, no one could stop her there as well. And looking at the another team that's on the rise here is Northwestern. They're up into the two-line under Charlie Cream right now. Now, I know everyone's going to ask, what about UConn? UConn's going to get two-seed. Their conference is a joke, and they had some losses um, in non-conference play that they really had to have there as well. They're sixth overall in the country according to the latest AP poll there. Um, you'll see Maryland seventh in the latest AP poll, but they're number one seed based on their strength of schedule. And um, this year, everything's wide open. I do think Oregon is the favorite to win it, but a lot of these seedings are going to be decided by the conference tournaments coming up first weekend of March here.
1: Super exciting. And Sabrina Inescu at the Kobe Bryant Memorial. I mean, just she's. She's maybe the best athlete of 2020 so far. Vince, I might put her up there. I mean, in terms of what she's doing for the game, what she's back-to-back triple doubles. I can't wait to see her in the tournament. Unbelievable. Yeah.
2: She she is impressive. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um,
0: She's the first player, men or women, to have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 1,000 assists in her NCAA career. Yep.
2: Amazing. Maybe the best fantasy basketball player. Oh, of all yeah. Time. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, but, uh, you, you know, Pam, you touched on, you know, some of the top, you know, maybe the teams are going to be up on the one and two line. Could you give us some teams that we should be paying attention to uh, that are maybe towards the bottom of the top twenty-five, or maybe or, like a three or a four seed that you could see really making a run in this tournament. Also,
1: uh, I, Texas I, I, also for me, Pam, too. Can you identify for me the San Diego State for the, basically the team I should be rooting for? Come, come <laughs> the tournament.
0: Okay, so. Texas A&M in the latest AP poll was 12th. They have potential to get up to maybe a two, depending on how they play. They play South Carolina this Sunday in their last game. Um, But Kennedy Carter, who's an absolute baller, an absolute scorer for Texas A&M, had been hurt and they're playing excellent basketball so from the 12th position they'll probably end up as a three seed and I could see them making a deep run in the tournament a team that's always good in the tournament Allen one of those San Diego State teams DePaul DePaul always has some good scores that's a team to watch but if you want like a real dark horse that to cheer for is Princeton Princeton consistently in the NCAA tournament um, the past few years, consistently in the top 25. Uh, Princeton there at number 23 uh, will be fun to watch. And then you got South Dakota at number 20. So definitely some parity uh, in the bottom half of this top 25. But
1: what what about Kayla three-pointer in LSU? Because that's that's who I'm trying to root for, but I don't know how much of a shot they have.
0: Uh, I LSU is a very good team. They don't have the best resume. I mean, some of their biggest wins have been against Tennessee. That's one of their best wins in Tennessee's. Um, definitely better than last year, but still not that great. LSU. uh, they, they're good, but, but definitely not there yet. And definitely according to, program.
1: according to way too early bracketology by Charlie cream. I mean, they would be lined up against Oregon too. So nope. that would be, that would not be a good draw for anybody, but be fun to watch, I think.
0: And something um, that some fans might not know about in the women's game, um, the top 16 seeds, why it's so important is those top 16 seeds host the first two rounds. Um, Women's basketball has done this recently to try and get more fans to those early games, and it's been very successful. So that like 15, 16, 17 cutoff is actually super essential in the women's game.
2: Yeah, and that's what, you know, a team like an Oregon State who's, you know, played a brutal schedule out in the Pac-12, you know, if they could get one of those top four seeds, you know, that could be huge for them moving on. That's one thing I will say, you know, it it looks like there's, you know, you talk about those maybe top six teams or so uh, in the country, uh, and maybe you could say that there's a a drop-off off off of that. But, you know, if you look at some of the coaches on these other teams, they're not going to go quietly at all. You talk about Texas A&M with Gary Blair, uh, you talk about um, Mississippi State with Vic Schaefer, you talk about uh, even a Florida State with Sue That they're, they're going to be a very uh, – those teams are tough outs. Uh, even a Kentucky team who they don't care what arena they're playing in, they don't care if it's built out of cinder blocks, they'll go out there and and they'll give it their all against anybody.
0: Yeah, and Alan, you'll like this. The Pac-12 has been the best conference, in my opinion, bar not – Easily in women's college basketball this year, so lots of Pac-12 teams to watch in the tournament this year.
1: I know we don't like Baylor on this show, no. Um, but Kim Mulkey did get to 600 wins, right? And like the last week, wasn't that a, a record—the fastest ever of any coach yes. in the game? Yes. Should should yes, we should we acknowledge that on the show, or is that is that wrong? Is that violating our moral code?
0: Um. Well, you just acknowledged it, so there we oh, go. We I'm did sorry. our
1: good deed. I, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it's no, a lot of wins. It's a lot of wins.
0: It is a lot of wins. It is a lot of wins. There.
2: They're also playing more games per season
1: nowadays. That's true. It seems like a lot more. A lot, but a lot more. There's a lot more. I think competitive uh, t- teams in this game. It doesn't feel as dominated by UConn anymore, which I'm sure a lot of people, like you said, oh, Pam, everyone's gonna be like, what about UConn? Those days are long gone. These, these well, That's why they have tournament. been
0: the past few years, yeah. well, but Baylor
1: Baylor's been running a, a big 12
2: conference. That, yeah. This isn't the men's big 12. They're just not that strong in the women's, especially without Jody Conrad at Texas city. Yeah. The They're past is not the
0: same. Yeah. Baylor's been dominating that conference. Um, for a few years here, but it's gonna it's gonna be a great tournament. I do think Oregon's gonna take it with Sabrina Nescu. But South Carolina, they are led by freshmen and and their senior point guard Ty Harris, and they are so much fun to watch and they're gonna be a problem for the next three years. I'm
1: um, yeah, I'm sure the that that's the matchup uh, you know, the media will be piping up and I'm sure that's what we'll probably end up getting when we do. And I'll probably be putting that down in my bracket whenever it comes time, but it's still, like I said last week, Vince, too early for the bracketology. You're killing me with this, but yeah, it, it's coming it, out or, earlier and earlier now every year. Believe
2: it or not, uh, next week is March, Alan.
1: So, it is. <laughs> so even, it, on, even with it being a leap year, it's already March. It, it's scary to think about, but it's true. Here we are. Well, the good thing, well, I guess it's not a good thing. We don't have to worry about watching any pit games in March. It's all over. It's on to wrestling for us Pit Panther yeah. fans and yeah. uh and of course like we've been saying Pit Panthers in the XFL Vince Dwayne Hendricks got a sack last weekend. Yeah, how about that uh, a kid that you know battled
2: through injuries here but is really uh, excelling in the XFL and I could see him uh maybe making it to a, a fall league someday.
1: Well, we'll uh, see what we uh, find out from pit Panthers in the XFL this weekend. We'll see how Pitt men's and women's basketball wrap up their season. And uh, we'll be back next week, Pam to talk all about it. Hopefully no more rats though. That that's what I want to avoid for next week.
0: Yeah. No rats in the sewer.
1: Yeah. You <laughs> killed my brother. You dirty rat. Hills and
2: Ames never had rats.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> 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 I don't know about all the hills at Ames. We'll see. Hey, let us know if you ever encountered rats at a hills or in Ames. Call in 412-407-3387 or hit us up at H2P Show. Pam, let's get out of here. Hail to pit. Hail to pit. Hail to pit, everybody. We'll see you right here on your favorite podcast app next week.